The following podcast may discuss topics that could be considered adult in nature. Listening discretion is advised. This is intended for entertainment purposes only. If you or someone you love is struggling with medical or emotional trauma, please seek professional help. I'm Jesse. And I'm Rachel. And this is the Dad Voice Project. Intro music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So here we are. Here we are. It Finally. has been literally a what a couple years in the making. At least, yeah. Also, just just so everybody knows, we don't live near a quarry or a construction site. That would be our dogs in the background because part of what what we wanted to do with this whole thing was to make it real. We're we're not in a studio. We don't have gobs of money to throw at this. We're we're literally just trying to start out and see where this takes us. We're actually in our office where we actually have like the vast majority of our real conversations. Yeah, yeah it's it's fitting for that reason specifically. But And um, I'm drinking a mimosa, which is also <laughs> fitting. Fitting. Uh, so we have oh my lord. So right now I just want to point out that our dog Ari is tormenting our Callie. And uh, because of that, then our other dog, Shay, is humping. This is going so well. Sorry, and then our teenager just knocks stuff over. So if you want a real snapshot into our life, this is actually pretty calm by comparison to what the noise are actually like. Yeah, the noise and the insanity that you hear in the background is pretty standard for us. You just kind of learn to drown it out. So for those listening to us, you get a realistic look into the noise in the background of our lives constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on to the task at hand. So the Dad Voice Project, my beautiful and lovely wife, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, so the dad voice project kind of came about because I was watching you be a dad and a really amazing dad. So the dad voice project came about because I was watching you be a really amazing dad to the kids and not just an amazing dad to your kids, but an amazing stepdad to my kids. And we were dealing with some really traumatic and heinous situations and one particular situation happened with one of your kids and uh, you use dad voice and I think everybody's familiar with what dad voice is it's you know a dad kind of stepping in and having to be the heavy and you were uh, doing it in exactly the way a dad is supposed to do it and you were in no way shape or form um, abusive or or anything bad you were doing exactly what a dad is supposed to do and it resulted in um an absolute deluge of heinous accusations and it kind of reminded me that of what we're going through and it was a snapshot of really what we've been going through throughout this situation and i realized that being a dad has been um 
a drawback for you that it, it in a way that it shouldn't be and so that's kind of where the idea came from yeah that it's kind of a double entendre you know you, you used dad voice and it resulted in this really heinous situation and um you know we want to give voices to dads and not just dads but to moms too but dads seem to be um the targets in a lot of really bad situations in family court so mm-hmm. that's where it came from well and and so that everybody knows you know this is not to be some sort of um angry um hateful podcast about where we just get to come and complain about you know oh we just hate this that no it's it's to really identify and address some of the the travesties that um a lot of people deal with and again like you said not just dads i mean there are women and moms yeah. who deal with this stuff regularly um well and the idea that you know to to bring together a community of people that are struggling and are experiencing a lot of the same things that we've been experiencing it was a way for us to turn what has been a really huge negative in our life into a positive by helping other people. Well, and and it's amazing the number of people that we've discussed because we um, are, my work requires that I meet with a lot of different people. And over the years through that work, I have been able to have a lot of conversations and get to know some people. And it is just astounding to me the number of times, you know, just through discussion over the course of anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour the number of people who go oh my goodness let me tell you i'm dealing with x y and z and and you know and we'll get into the discussion of well i've been through this and you've been through that and the number of people who've been just just so honestly appalled at what we're dealing with and 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 even worse they say you're telling my story i have dealt with this um exact situation and the number of people who um constantly constantly deal with this type of stuff and nobody talks about it no nobody all it's written off to you suffer in silence yeah you suffer in silence because the court system never makes the wrong call the the legal system and all all of the quote-unquote professionals don't ever make the wrong call right they're professionals for a reason right and every situation that we have been through thus far has been somebody um either just not caring and just trying to get this off of their workload or it's been a situation where somebody goes yeah i'm just i'm just not going to do that even though i'm ordered by the court to do x y and z i'm just not interested in doing that and and they get away with it well and even more than that it's the idea that um certain very large issues are just completely either overlooked or not acknowledged mm-hmm. as being a, a valid issue within the family court system absolutely yeah yeah so, so it's come about pretty organically um given what we've been through which we will delve into and now ari has the bow yeah now now we're we're switching bones but nevertheless making sure that the noise continues so and and the funny thing is what the two hours prior that we were setting up getting everything done ready (laughs) writing our (laughs) writing what we want to talk about and and nothing everyone's everyone's taking naps and then as soon as we hit record it's all of a sudden turn the noise to an 11 my goodness dogs you are ridiculous yep anyway so we've talked about what we want to see with this and why we've done this and kind of where it came from um but 
You know, one of the things that I think is really important to discuss is not just the aspect of the legality of it, the, you know, the, the litigation that goes on that a lot of dads deal with and just trying to see their kids and trying to have a relationship with their kids. Well, but, trying to be as valid. Well, and yeah, and to be to be weighted and to be um, appreciated as 50, A, 50% of the DNA, but B, trying to fight a system right now that actively is trying to, let's just, let's just, Put it this way: the incentive structures that are devalue the dad. Yeah, the incentive structures, instru- the incentive uh, structure out there is not so that both parents can be equal parents, or that there's a co-parenting relationship, or anything like that. Everything that we have seen is so that if you play your cards right, you know, you pull the um, the newly divorced mommy special, and you immediately mm-hmm. start claiming abuse and um, put that in litigation and make sure that you file reports with the police. You know, you can have it's who can come off broken the first yeah, it's, and the it, most. Exactly. It's whoever can whoever can strike first to say there's a problem here. And it's and and you know, I'd I wish, I really do wish that it was just me being paranoid. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is the literally the hundreds of people I have spoken to at this point, whether it be paralegals or attorneys or people through work or i mean you name it the number of people who say yeah that's just that's the system and everybody knows it everybody everybody knows it and everybody accepts it and nobody nobody wants to even address that it's not that people can't address it it's that how do you address it because taking it on in your own case is is one thing is why we're here (laughs) and you're essentially you're essentially taking on an entire system you can't Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 not just your case anymore it becomes an entire family court system it's not just new mexico's family court it's not just arizona's family court it's not california's family court it's it's everybody it's across the board yeah and so you know how do you take on a system yeah yeah, and so you know, with this, I think it's it's important to again talk about. We we want to bring to the forefront some of the things that we have seen, that we have discussed, that we have dealt with. That a lot of people just don't know how to deal with. I mean, if I knew today what, uh, or if I knew five years ago what I knew today, my entire life would be completely different. Right. I, I and and it's amazing to me because the number of people I have spoken to who say. You know, I I get it. I know why the I know why um, you're tired. I get it. Why you don't want to fight anymore? And it's not because I don't love my kids. My God, I've spent well over six years and an ungodly amount of money. I mean, let's just say it out loud. We're at about two hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars. about now. about a quarter million dollars yeah. in expenses. Not just yours, but mine. It, as well, well, combined. But, but the very fact that but we the majority of it yeah. has been on your case. But I mean, the very fact that you have to buy another house, the value of another home, just so that you can hopefully see your kids is it's despicable. And I mean. I, I've said it time and time again. I get why good dads walk away. Right. That has been my mantra, gosh, for well over two years now. And it's not because dads don't love their children. You know, I love these people who are like, oh, well, you know, if you really cared, you'd, you'd lay your life down. Look, if someone comes into my house with a gun, you better believe it. I'm going to put my life on the line. But this is death of a thousand paper cuts like we talk about constantly. Right. This is not... Nobody is addressing the actual sickness. No one wants to take care of the cancer that is killing us slowly 
they just say, you know what, here's a Band-Aid or a Tylenol, and this should fix it. We're going to kick this down to another professional. We're going to have someone else review this. And this nobody, is someone else's problem. Yeah, nobody actually wants to address the cancer. And you can have evidence. You can have... <laughs> Shay's got the bone now. Oh, my goodness. You, you can have evidence. You can have... Um, <laughs> everything and their everything possible to have a, a perfect case i mean i have had four attorneys have, tell me and in case anyone's wondering we do have the perfect case yeah i mean <laughs> we we have mountains of evidence and between i mean literally four attorneys who have said hey this is the worst case we've seen four attorneys saying this is the worst litigated case they have ever seen and then on top of that saying we don't understand why the family court system is not doing what it's supposed to do mm -hmm. all of them say we can't understand for the life of us why they will not apply the law they completely ignore it they move on as though it doesn't exist and they just write the rules as they go and it's not just us who are upset it is attorney after attorney after right. attorney who goes I don't get this. And right. and everyone's left just going, we don't know what to do now. And right. because of that, unfortunately, and everyone says, oh, it's the kids who suffer. And it is the kids who suffer, but not in the way that the people who are, quote unquote, winning this case want you to believe. Well, and not just that. Yeah, exactly. The, the way that the kids are suffering, especially your kids, the way my kids are suffering are a little bit is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But the way that your kids are suffering, it's very different. It's it's you know, your kids are a product of alienation. Your kids are, you know, have have been um, subjected to a pretty substantial amount of um, what I would what I would classify as Munchausen by proxy and, mm -hmm. and and alienation. So you know if if you were to ask the kids, they wouldn't necessarily recognize the kind of suffering that's no. actually taking place. No, and 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 the sick part is a lot of the times, and we have seen this. How I mean, in numerous cases with numerous people we've talked to and 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 had these conversations with, you know, anybody who has a co-parent or another biological parent who's doing things or, or anybody grandparents family member it doesn't matter you know it's one thing if they're openly and actively saying hey your parent is bad you shouldn't see them you know they're a liar they're abusive those are those are very direct alienating behaviors the problem is but but, that, but we've those experienced happen. those well, well we've we've experienced those but the majority of it is very it's much more subtle. It's much more subtle. You're able to. It's, it's far plausible. More it's plausible deniability. Well, you know, I never said that they were a bad person. I just said that, you know, I we really want wish them to be good. We want them to be good, or <laughs> you know, we want them to be a good Christian, or we want them to do X, Y, and Z. And, and it's not if that you would, you're saying if you something. Would just be, if you would just be this, yeah. then you would probably have custody of your exactly. Kids. And and it's not. It's and not they about the goalposts. Yeah, and and the goalpost gets moved every time, right? It's it's not. You you can say I will do. X, Y, and Z. Okay, great. Let's do it. And we comply and we obey the rules and we follow the orders and the goalpost gets moved. And all it takes, again, we have learned through the family court system and we're going to get into so much of this over the course of the right. next few episodes, but we have learned that it's not, again, what you have as far as evidence, as logic and the law, but it just matters what the family court decides who the winner is. And they decide that very early on, which is really unfortunate. Right. So let's get back on track. Uh, let's talk about why we got divorced to begin with. <laughs> How did we end up here? Something light yeah. and happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Because mine's a little bit 
Well, I mean, we're kind of on the opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, it's up to you. Do you want to start or should I? I'll go. Okay. Um. So I was married for a total of 15 years. Um, and we got married very young. Uh, we were both military and, um, I knew early on that, uh, I, I should not be married, but you know, uh, life happens and you stay doing what you're doing. And we have three beautiful children. So that's the benefit of this. Um, but I was not happy. So I was, um, unfaithful a lot. And he stuck with me for some unknown reason. And um, I committed to being faithful. And I realized that it wasn't serving either of us to be who we were Mm -hmm. in this. And so um, when I was, uh, it would just happen one day that I, I said, you know, whatever's on the other side of this is better than what we're in right now. And we both deserve better. Um, and so I made the decision to uh, get divorced. But at that point, I had been a stay-at-home mom for over a decade. And um, it took us some time to actually um, go through with the whole process. And But once we ended up going through the whole process, it took us four days because it was very... Um, undramatic. Yeah. And uh, we were really, really good friends. Um, and we were very present for our kids initially and this was now six years ago Jeez. i remember when we first started dating when you'd tell me like oh i've got a great relationship with my ex and we hang out and we, we... genuinely did and too. i was like what yeah we ge- <laughs> yeah we genuinely did too like it wasn't like we weren't putting on airs for people to like have some sort of like weird modern Norman Rockwell painting like we legit had a good relationship and my thought process even even now was that you know I I honored you as my husband for 15 years like I I want to continue to honor you as the father of my children and someone that I chose to spend that much time with yeah so yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's it's disappointing that more people don't have that perspective. Um, no. Uh, uh, divorce brings out a really, really horrific side of people. Yeah. As, so as I seen. think. And I think that's the perfect segue into <laughs> your divorce. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it, it's it's interesting. Everyone talks about the seven year itch. Um and yours was like the seven day itch. Well, <laughs> no, it was not. Oh my goodness. Um, no, uh, my my entire the entirety of my relationship was thirteen years, um, fourteen. And just so everybody's clear, we like know this about each other. We're just telling you guys. Yeah, yeah. This is th- th- there's a lot of layers that are going to be peeled back in doing this, and we believe that having transparency. Um, is it's imperative i mean we're going to talk about the good the bad and the ugly we're not going to just go into oh well we're just perfect parents and we're just victims no we're we're buttheads we are jerks sometimes we are not the nicest of people but we're people anybody who tries to play this off as though man i do everything right and i'm just i am just so kind all the time all of my single ladies out there if he is not capable of taking responsibility for whatever went sideways in his relationship 
that is a red flag yeah, and agreed. run for the hills and same goes for my gentleman out there like if he if she blames her ex for everything run for the hills because yeah. she's going to blame you too absolutely absolutely yeah it, but no, nobody wakes up one day uh, i shouldn't say nobody i would argue very few people wake up and go you know it'd be really great i just want to get divorced today well, that, i'm, I'm sure in a happy people, loving marriage I'm let's sure, just be done i'm sure hollywood that happens because they don't have to worry about the money aspect <laughs> We're too poor it's, to get divorced. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was married for a total of 13 years of actually being married. And, and this is this will come out through our discussion because this is this is something I actually want to talk about in a later episode. But uh, what defines a marriage? And we're going to get into that later on. But ultimately, I was married for 13 years. I was married on paper for 14 almost, if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. Uh, just a hair short short of 14 years. But my relationship ended at 13 years. Um, There isn't a, I don't want to sugarcoat it, there was infidelity on both sides. Um, The first time was my former partner, Uh, the second time was me that I uh, and again these are uh, this is just what we know yeah this is what we know this is the infidelity that I am aware of and my ex-partner my my former partner um we prefer former partner I guess I don't know we're, I we're don't know. trying it on for size we're just anonymity is key not gonna say names yeah um but so my, y'all can't stalk yeah. Facebook <laughs> <laughs> um you know a uh, former partner and I were together um she initiated the first affair that I'm aware of uh, I had a second affair. Uh, hers, her, the first one was at seven years. Mine was roughly at about 10 years. Uh, her second affair was ultimately what ended the relationship and lasted, from my understanding, the majority of the last year we were of our marriage. Yeah, by eight months. By about eight months. And yeah. at that point, I mean, we'd both been through it. We had both been victim to it. We'd both been the cause of it. And we knew you better. We both knew better. We knew better. <laughs> right. and exactly. We knew the destructive... Um, nature of what an affair does in a relationship and how right. it's almost it, it I'll, I'll be honest as somebody who has both been a victim of an affair and involved in an affair the just i see it from both sides and i can tell you in good conscience it destroys relationships well and to have been the initiator yeah. of the affairs in my relationship i am keenly aware mm-hmm. of and have and have spent much much time not just forgiving myself but apologizing to my ex, to my to my former partner <laughs> to to the other person um because i am aware of how that is yeah. probably going to affect his relationship mm-hmm. moving forward yeah absolutely and 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 uh both of my partner my former partner is married and uh and Jesse's former partner is currently in a relationship of some sort and length. Uh, it, we, we don't we don't know for we sure. We don't really but know what the situation I, we, is. My my former partner is is married now. Correct. So ultimately, why we go over that is to kind of talk a little bit about how we met right. and <laughs> and no, it was not with an affair. Just for no, clarification. Gosh, no. Um, no. However, it Although does. Although I did fun... get him, I did get him right off of the uh, assembly the line. Assembly. I like to yeah, say, well. yeah, I had been at the point that we met. I had been divorced for, gosh, what a uh, two years by that point, two and a half years. By the time we met, yeah, I thought it was closer to three, but but yeah. So, um, and I had already been through one relationship post. Uh, two relationships, post one one pretty lengthy and and uh, 
abusive. And then um, another relationship um, and had all but given up on the idea of <laughs> being, I was good with being a nun because <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain nuns can drink wine. <laughs> That's probably wrong. At communion maybe. Yeah. Um, I, was I willing, don't know the rules. I was willing to take communion every day. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had kind of settled into the idea that like being on my own was cool. Like being a single mom was cool. I was fine with it. Um, but, you know, why not just entertain myself with uh, online dating yep. and see what happens? And um, I. So, what type of online dating? Inquiring minds want to know. Oh, I was on all of them. Hinge <laughs> at that point hadn't been created, but I was on Bumble. I was on Tinder. I had done a stint on, um, gosh, what's the one for like, um, that like actually like the actual dot com? What is it? Like you actually like date, like you fill out a profile. Match.com. Match. Right. Oh, there it is. The other one. And then the other one. Oh, I don't There's know. There's more than one. Anyway. I was on those and um, I had very strict rules uh, for um, how I was going to engage and I wouldn't take people, I wouldn't take men that didn't have a picture of their face. Um, they also could not be wearing a hat and they could not be holding a dog. Ladies, just just PSA. Um, I'm going to totally write out my gentleman friend out there. Those three things, luck. Hat fishing is a thing, ladies. Glasses. Glasses change th- some stuff. And yeah. puppies. Puppies will always change but everything. But y'all, like, for the for the guys out there, I get it. Girls, <laughs> girls are all about them filters. So, yeah, well. like, boys can't filter as much as girls. And they uh, use hats and sunglasses. And puppies. And puppies. <laughs> and it is powerful. The puppies especially yeah, are powerful. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I had very strict rules, and uh, for some unknown reason, you, uh, your profile, like I, <laughs> I liked what you said or something. I like swiped on you, Tinder for the win. Yeah. So, so we're gonna come to that convergence point um, here in a second because I, I want to fill in on my side where I was coming at because I wasn't like, oh man, I. Uh, for clarification, I had no idea what Tinder was. So the fact that it was a site apparently where people regularly hook up uh, is a thing. I didn't know that either. I didn't know. And I mean, I, I literally put in my profile the last time I was dating, flip phones were a thing. Like, I didn't know what yeah, Tinder I know, was. I, I literally Googled was dating site. I was not about the hookup life. Yeah. Not I did a, not do that. And neither was I. I literally put in my, in my profile, I'm not looking to hook up. I'm looking for a serious relationship. Recently divorced. Like, I went through the steps and kind of said, look, look this isn't... This isn't me just looking for a good time. If I'm going to waste my time, I don't want anything to do with this. But if you're interested, I want to have a good relationship and here are the things I'm looking for. And um, went on a couple of dates, met a couple people, was not impressed. Saw Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) I'm editing that. Um, No, you're not. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You can't jump ahead like that. People are, well, I guess it's a hook, right? And we're throwing the hooks in. Anyway, um, did, was just not impressed with the, uh, just the ability to match with people with where I was at, where they were at. And it's kind of given up. And I saw Rachel's profile and I thought she was a catfish because I was like, there's no way there's someone that pretty and who would 
be interested, but let's give it a go. Sure, swipe. And lo and behold, we matched. And um, we, so we chatted for a hot second. And I, again, with the rules, I did not give my number to people right out of the gate. And if I, there was layers. Yeah. If I, if I, um, she thought was you were the ogre back. Yeah. If I was, if I was into you and, you know, I felt like we had some sort of connection, I would give you my Snapchat because you can't lie on Snapchat. You can't, like, if, if you're posting a picture from your phone, it'll say from camera roll. So, like, you know that if someone is, like pulling a picture from their camera roll like so you can kind of pick up on these little and it gives no personal information Mm -hmm. so like i didn't have to actually give any personal information and so we chatted for a while and you made it through the layers i you actually got the digits which uh, before you was perhaps three other people yeah maybe um, I, I did not do the phone number thing. Most of the time I would talk to people and be like, cool, thanks for the ego stroke, peace. I wasn't into it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you so you made it through. And we chatted for a little bit. And then um, we were supposed to have a date. And at the time I was working in sales. And I had a meeting uh, the day we were supposed to go. And so we moved our date up. Which was also completely unlike me because it, under normal circumstances, I would have been like, oh, sorry, something came up. The universe is calling. I'm answering and you're put on hold. So um, I moved the date up, which was weird. And so we met. Where did, We went to cheese and coffee, right? No. What? You forgot. Oh, no. We <gasps> went to Fusion. Oh, my God. Oh. Cheese and coffee was our second date. Wow. We There's went, literally the coordinates behind us in the picture in are, case you need to look them up. They're in the, we, they're in the living room. So they're not in here. A little bit more to the story. Um, we didn't just meet for lunch. The date, which was supposed to be on a Friday, got moved up to a Wednesday. Well, I believe it was Wednesday. Wednesday or Tuesday. Um, it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. Oh, man. See, I'm pulling that off the cuff. And that it's, was good. Yeah. Um, met on a Wednesday. We were going to go grab a bite to eat. And I said, yeah, sure. Let's go. Why not? And then I realized oh, it's February 14th. Yeah. I didn't even Valentine's know Valentine's Day. That was not on purpose she just, by either of us. She just locked me in on Valentine's Day. For a lunch date, simmer. Oh, it's all right. I got my revenge. So we'll, we'll get there. Um, so I, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I got I to gotta go get a flower. Like, I can't show up to a first date, even if this is just a not someone I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm a little more old school, try to, a little more old fashioned. I'm going to show up with a flower on Valentine's Day. That's just the right thing to do. So I'm getting ready to leave for lunch and I'm going, oh, where is my wallet? It's got to be in my back, my backpack. It's got to be somewhere. I could not find it. Had no money. Didn't even have my driver's license. I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I like? I can't show up to a first date on Valentine's Day. Be like, so, what are you buying me? <laughs> to be fair, with the kind of dates I'd had up until that point, would not. It wouldn't have surprised you. Have been a like this an is par issue. for the course. Yeah, about right. Yeah, you probably would have still gotten through yeah. on a second date. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> you would not have, but <laughs> uh, so luckily, and thank God, I I just happened to have 
a gift card for $25 in my backpack. It was a it was a one year anniversary gift from the company I was with. I just recently was with them and um, just threw it in my backpack and I didn't even think anything else about it because it was like a $25 gift card and I was like, oh, I'll use it sometime. Well, I just, I'm looking everywhere for my wallet. This falls out of my backpack. And I, oh, thank goodness. So I rush over to the flower store. And of course, it's Valentine's Day. So roses are about $4,000 a piece. <laughs> and I buy one rose and I'm like, okay, I'm down 20% on this gift card. I, I, I'm i having some ice water hold the lemon for lunch because someone's got to eat. Um, and so I show up to 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 the date. And I, I and ladies, I like to eat. So, <laughs> so, so I'm going, man. I, I hope this is going to pull me through. Maybe I can pull it. Like I'll split it with you. I'm trying to be, you know, modern gentleman. So that wouldn't have flown. But I, I was, you know, that was plan like B or C, I think. Anyway, show up to the date, and I, I immediately walk up and I see this beautiful woman, and I go, oh my gosh, she's not a catfish. Thank goodness. That's lucky me. <laughs> All right, so she's dropped dead gorgeous. What what's wrong with her? And I so much. <laughs> oh, so I, much. I disagree. I disagree. We we are all crazy in our own minds. But um, in any case, we 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 I, I show up. I introduce myself. We make a little bit of small talk, and we order some some lunch. And thank goodness I was able to have a taco, or I think maybe two. She had a few tacos and maybe two. I had two. Two? A few implies five or more. Does it? I just assumed like two or three, but regardless. (laughs) We're we're splitting hairs here. We're wasting time. Back to the the business at hand. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say I wasn't trying to break you financially. (laughs) You're like, Like, I'm gonna, mama's gotta eat. Mama's gotta eat. I wasn't like eating for several meals all in one. One, because you were paying. <laughs> Just so, want to make that clear. Oh I eat like a normal person, <laughs> so, which is like a lot, but like a normal person. <laughs> so, we, luckily, we were all able to eat some food, and and I proceeded to interview you. <laughs> yes, you did. Literally, you asked me what my goals are for, like where I see myself in five years, and I and just for clarification. This wasn't really it. Doing a podcast about <laughs> the Dad Voice Project, I don't think was on our minds at the time. At least it wasn't for me. I don't know. It seems like it might have been for you. <laughs> yeah, who knows. Um. So, yeah. So, we had that date. I get back to work and I have a rose with me and I'm the token single chick at work and, and uh, the head trainer at the place where I was working walked up and said, don't you corrupt that sweet boy? And a, a nickname was born that day. Yeah. Do you want to? Sweet Jesse. Yeah. And because they had nicknames for all the guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I was and sweet Jesse. Sweet Jesse. Yeah. I, my, the competition was uh, heavy from what I understand. I don't remember any of the other ones because, well, I don't remember second and third place. So <laughs> doesn't really I don't matter. recognize the mediocrity. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, uh, I don't applaud mediocrity is what my rule of thumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, since then we've, I don't know. I mean, we've had our ups and downs. I mean, we've had a, a relationship like anybody else. I'm not going to try to pretend that it was perfect. And I mean, I would, it was pretty perfect. It was pretty perfect with some minor hiccups, but I, I think that through all of this, I don't know about you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do our relationship any differently. Absolutely not. I I believe that um, 
as we progress and as we continue to tell our story, people are going to realize we had to make some very real decisions <laughs> yeah. very quickly. Yeah, you want a hook? Yeah. Well, one of us got picked up from jail, and we're not going to tell who. So you have to listen to the following episode, which begins the it tale wasn't of it. Me, you can't. Oh my gosh, we're not going to tell. But <laughs> it wasn't me. It, whoever was not picked up from it jail, rhymes, stand it, up. It it rhymes with Hesse. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, like not jail times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, and and th- we make light of it now, um, but we want to get into this because this really is the gateway into trauma. Makes you funny, though. Well, it does because you either laugh really or there's really bad other options, and we don't like the other options. So it's, we're it's laughing. Well, no, it's not. You can't say that on the air. My God, <laughs> it's only sort of true. <laughs> no, it is not. It's absolutely yoga. not true. You guys, I do yoga. Like it is not. Oh gosh, this is making it worse. I'm funny and I do yoga. Anyway. Um, and I drink. So <laughs> you're really helping You're going to get rid of that. I, I hope so. <laughs> He's so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can edit this right <laughs> I'm including this after, like, the oh credits if or the outro music as... I'm going to include this as a take. Oh, my God. This... Oh, my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> when you're done... I'm done. You sound done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> this is so good. I'm done. Okay. Anyway. How do I not have my own show? <laughs> <laughs> Already the first the end of the first episode. And you're I'm, like, the, I'm the star. Solo here. act. I'm the star here. <laughs> <laughs> Take a back seat, man. You, you kind of are. You usually are. <laughs> anyway, um, so the next episode that we're going to be uh, putting out is the gateway to kind of the start of what the Dad Voice pro- uh, project was and why we wanted to do this and to tell more of the history as to what's led us to this point. We want to definitely address a lot of the... Like we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the situations. And we're going to be very, very transparent about where we were at. Well, just anything and everything about the situation. Where we were at emotionally. Why we did the things we did. Because, you know, er, the irony is through this process, we have had the professionals. And I use quotation marks because it's just, it's an insult to professionals, quite frankly. But we've had the professionals tell us. You know, well, your you know your kids may one day hear this. Absolutely, and I pray that one day they do because they deserve to well, hear it. They and, deserve to hear the well, truth. Well, and not only that, there won't be anything that comes as a shock. No, absolutely not. While we may not share all the details, all the details, we have been very open with our kids about the struggles that we've had well and and not in the sense to put that on them but no, more no, so no, no, in the no. sense to let them have a realistic so perspective that, that this is not, not easy they, they, they the the troubles and the struggles that they deal with 
are things that we struggle with too, just because yes. we're adults. This is my first divorce. This is your first divorce. It's not like we've got the roadmap for this and we've right. got it all figured out. We're trying to figure it out too. Well, and and this is the first time we've had one family. This is the first time. It's I There's mean, so many firsts I just, in all of this. Well, and I just want the kids to know that, that we we see them that mm -hmm. you know that the that the issues that they're experiencing the emotional toll that it's taking on them we understand because while our emotional toll may be different and bigger to us they struggle they're struggling too yeah. right and and hopefully with all of the strength that is in us with the help of a little dad voice we can hopefully have this heard yeah. And we want to be, if nothing else, a beacon to other people to let you know you're not alone. You you aren't right. the only one dealing with this. You, when you feel insane with what is going on, this isn't just you. It isn't just your case or your situation. There are a lot of us who have dealt with it. Well, and and there, yeah, and no one talks about it and you're not alone. Um, and I think that it's important that we... We open that door for people to be yeah. able and hold that safe space for people to be able to say, my situation isn't just like yours, but these are the things that I've experienced that have hurt me through these processes. And yeah, yeah that people don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. People well, suffer. Well, and it's not, it's not, um, it's not fun to talk about. Nobody actually, because when you, sh again, when you shine a light on cockroaches, they all seem to want to run away. And <laughs> well, we got a lot of cockroaches. And we, well, we got a lot of lights to shine. So yeah. Well, with that, we want we're going to sign off. We will be including our email address uh, as follows: the Dad Voice Project at Outlook .com. and then you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at the Dad Voice Project. So check us out. So if you guys have something you want to share, a situation that you think might be worth us talking about, um, even just a, a Q&A, hey, what would you do in this situation? Have you ever heard of this? We would be happy to talk about it, do a little research, heck, even uh, share some emails with you. So email us, let us know how you enjoyed this podcast, and we can't wait to have more uh, coming out here soon. You can find us on Instagram at, at the Dad Voice Project. And we are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash the dad voice project. And we'll be posting this podcast there. We'll have content. You'll be able to uh, kind of follow some of our squirrely pictures. Again, some of them may be edited. So thank you for understanding. But um, we'll definitely share with you the realistic uh, perspective of what our life is, what a blended family is, and what battling through so much of this has been for us and but the beautiful moments and too. the beautiful moments not just not just the hard more stuff. there are more happy moments than there are hard moments absolutely so yeah with that we leave you until next time thanks for listening <laughs> 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 <laughs>